0: You are listening to The Recovered Therapist, brought to you by FreshOutofPlans.com. I'm Jeannie Griffin, and I'll be your host. Instead of focusing on labels, diagnoses, and psychobabble, we keep things honest, simple, and hopeful, so that you can grow personally and spiritually. Thank you for joining me. Well, (laughs) today I tumbled out of bed and ran to the bathroom and looked in the mirror and thought, Oh my gosh, I look like a cross between Rod Stewart and Albert Einstein. <laughs> now, I laugh all you want, but you've done that too, period. I want to talk about body image. Now, I have a question to pose first. Do you suppose those pioneer people, you know, the ones that traveled from the east in a covered wagon with 5,000 children, And, you know, two pounds of of calf that they slaughtered and a little bit of grain and just charting across the country. No cell phone, no map, no GPS. Have no clue whether the earth is flat. Now, do you suppose they they would wake up in the morning and look at themselves and criticize themselves? They were probably just so grateful to wake up. And then if you have all these hordes of children, there's no time to pay attention to anything except try to put something in their mouths. I just can't imagine what's happened to us that we're so self-absorbed when we look in the mirror. You know, And I can't imagine that the man who was trying to keep cattle from running away and planting corn and planting stuff to raise for the family and to sell in town so he could make a living for his family, I can't imagine that farmer, that rancher, worrying about, does he have enough hair? Is he tall enough? Is he good-looking enough? Does he work out enough? I don't know. There may be a correlation between having too much time on our hands and being self-absorbed. So, let's talk about body image for a minute. Culturally, we get guilt messages. You know, women get guilt messages if they have a man that cheats on them. There are still people who look at the woman and say, well, you know... If you took better care of yourself he wouldn't cheat or maybe she's gotten something you don't and much of the time it doesn't have anything to do with you it has to do with what's going on inside of him what rules are okay in his head that says that he can cheat what rules are okay in her head that she says she can disregard your hard work and go cheat and spend money like crazy what is it about us that we have to look in a mirror and we think gosh you're so ugly now There have been some, you know, research that says about 40% of men are unhappy with some aspect of the way they look, and it's higher with women. There's also some biochemical and genetics research that says that bulimia, they have found to have some sort of susceptibility to a problem in the chromosome number 10, and with anorexia, something with a problem in the chromosome number one. So, there may be some evidence that eating disorders, or disordered eating, irregular eating, are a result of a combined influence on the genes. I think probably when it's all over and said and done, all mental illness, all problems that we suffer from will be some causes from the outside, but so much of it, alteration in our bodies. So, we do know that problems with eating and body image, which is the label, is body dysmorphic disorder, it means you can't see what the rest of us can see some of that may be related in families it seems to be kind of a runs rapidly in families just like we see alcoholism and drug addiction so it also is sometimes associated with perfectionism with self punishment with black or white either or all or nothing thinking the objectification of of our bodies women and men in our cultures overgeneralization so let's talk for just a minute about something you can do that can alleviate some of this hatefulness that you say to yourself when you look in the mirror now today when i saw my hair and i thought oh good lord look at this i started to laugh because i don't know i didn't used to wake up looking like this but somehow i'm sleeping on top of my head these days i know exactly what it is it's probably fighting for 10 inches of the bed from the two cats that i have allowed to invade my home But in any event, I do wake up looking hysterical. So how can you combat this? How can you combat some of this automatic response in the form of a bad body image? Well, obviously there's some cognitive behavioral exercises that you can do that have been pretty successful in some cases. That's a fancy way of saying you counteract the negative thinking with the positive. Uh, sometimes that's like putting a beautiful frosting on an already spoiled cake. So there is something to reprogramming your thinking. Because just like a self-fulfilling prophecy, if all you do is see horrible things in the mirror and tell yourself terrible things, that's what you're going to feel and, and, and go through the day experiencing. So you can start your day over anytime you want. And so let's think of one thing it's, I know that you're not going to want to hear this, but one thing you can do is to be realistic, okay? Now, I've always wanted to be a quiet, gentle spirit. Well, you know, that's not going to happen in this lifetime because that's not how I was created. I'm kind of a loud mouth and I say what I think. Now, I've learned finally at 100 years old that I stop for a minute before I blurt something out. But, you know, i I speak up. I'm a truth teller. I'm the one that says, look, the emperor has no clothes. And so for me to think I'm going to be this demure, quiet, gentle spirit is, uh, please, you're not being realistic. And also, I come from German stock, German heritage. So I'm not a tiny little person. I would love to be, but no, no. And I can remember in high school, we were fitted for cheerleading uniforms. And God, I thought I had really arrived being a cheerleader. Didn't put it on my resume when I went for my first job. But nonetheless, you know, when you're 16, it's fabulous to be a cheerleader. But I felt horrible because my waist was bigger than everybody else's, and I wasn't fat. I just don't have a waist. So I've been realistic. I don't, you know, I I just have to accept that my body's not going to look like that. You also have to be aware of those critical voices in your head, and when those crop up, I mean, counteract them. You can say, you know, I hear you, I hear. But you know what? All I do is hear you. I don't see you trotting out here showing your body to me. Counteract it with humor. Another thing that is so simple and it just seems so silly that that, that, it shouldn't work. Counterintuitive. Sit up straight. Sit up and stand tall. Instead of slouching around or trying to make yourself smaller or... Don't stand up straight. and It feels like you're just prancing down the street like a horse. Ask yourself if this person that I just laughed at in the mirror or made a terrible, snide comment about, if that was my own little child, would I talk that way to it? And the answer is no. I hope not. Otherwise, I'm going to listen to you and report you to child abuse. But no, we don't say those horrible things to children. And if we heard somebody saying that to to children, we'd stop it. We'd say, don't do that. That's not nice. This culture that tells us we all have to look like we just got photoshopped. We can't look our age. And should we be dressing like this if we're 50? Should we dressing like this when we're 18? Should we be dressing like this? I don't know. You know, I think one of the worst forms of child abuse, sexual abuse in children, is the middle school years. And, and this whole concept in middle school or junior high, that you go to the gym, you go to exercise, and you all change clothes in front of one another. You know, if I were a queen of the world, which, you know, I've always longed to be, but somehow my higher power wouldn't allow it. Y'all probably all voted against it. But anyway, I would not allow that. I would put a stop to it. Stop spending so much money on other junk school system and hire some some dressing rooms like you're at Target. Let everybody go dress in individual rooms so you don't see when you're 11, 12, 13, or 9, or 10 that one person is already tall and another one is, still looks like a baby. Why can't we have the privacy in those little dressing rooms instead of having to do it in one giant room and also then going to one giant shower? So that's my two cents. You know, and then I had social media and magazines and the whole concept of rural now moving to urban, your internal dialogue becoming what you experience. A lot of these eating and um, body image problems are very complicated, but there's a lot you can do just with very simple tweaking. I hope you go back and listen to some of my suggestions and try those. But most of all, Pay attention if the first thing you say to yourself when you look in the mirror in the morning is, oh my God, and take that back, take that back and say, good morning, you are a beautiful soul and a child of God, a child of the creator, a child of the universe, and you got to get up one more time today and take a deep breath. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to waste it on criticism and wishing you had a different kind of body Or are you going to use it in gratitude and to be of service? I love you, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Thank you for listening to The Recovered Therapist, where we keep topics honest, simple, and hopeful. I love you, there's not a damn thing you can do about it.